0: There are lots of lousy businesses, and there's lots of wonderful businesses.
1: It's the art and science of money.
0: My job has been to try and figure out which is which.
1: It's Hi-Fi Radio from the Global News Radio studios in Toronto with Hi-Fi portfolio managers. Here's Wolfgang Klein and Jack Hartle.
2: Well, happy Saturday, and welcome back to the show. It's a real pleasure to be here with you. It is a show about money. It's Hi-Fi Radio. Uh, It's a delight to have Sandy McIntyre in the studio. Uh, Sandy is uh, a little bit younger than that gentleman who uh, does that show, Promo ours. So, Sandy, it's a little Q&A. And I do every now and then throw pop quizzes on the table. Judges, you can ask Jack about that. And I now and then stun him. But I can ask you, who do you think voiced that uh, promo that you heard at the uh, start of the show? Who is that voice?
1: I honestly don't know. It's Warren Buffett. (laughs) Cool. Pretty cool, eh? He listens to the show, Wolf.
0: <laughs> 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 uh, how old is Warren Buffett? Oh, Uh, I don't know. He's 86. He's 86. I think he might even be older. So he's
2: 21 years older than our guest today, uh, Sandy McIntyre, 67 year old veteran uh, on Bay Street. Um, He's the uh, investment strategist um, at CI Investments. Uh, Jack and I have known him for some time. Uh, He uh, was the chief investment officer uh, at Sentry, uh, a mutual fund company that Jack and I used to support, certainly with our RESPs and the like. And uh, it's funny uh, because Sentry was. Winding down, just prior to its wind down, I went to a presentation with Sandy McIntyre and it was a very good presentation. He was speaking about income, real income, and uh, in they said, you know, in this falling rate environment Um aging population, uh, demand for income is on the rise and availability of income is on the fall. And uh, so he came up with this new concept and it was a v- brilliant concept. I asked you because, you know, if, if you don't mind, Sandy, pivoted from, CI, from uh, a century into CI. Is that uh, concept continuing to uh, receive attention?
1: Um, it is actually. And uh, we're relaunching the product that I talked to you about in 2016, um, in a simpler, more addressable form, um, and it actually goes live next year. And um, the the way the reason for it is quite simply, the role of capital changes from compounding when you're in your working years and trying to maximize your savings rate mm-hmm. to in your retirement years, You're in what we call decumulation, and the role of capital then is to ensure that it lasts as long as your life expectancy, and it is able to provide to you a return of capital and income that will support your lifestyle.
2: In perpetuity, because again, and you you have to make reference to your mother, as I do. I when I manage money for clients, I categorize them into uh, you know newly employed to you know entering into your fifties to entering into retirement to being retired, and each each strategy, or each each category, uh, each phase of life requires a different strategy. Uh, but your mother, you were just talking off air, is now how
1: old Sandy? She's ninety six, and um, she started to have. Light cognitive issues about five years ago, and the family went to her and said, "Mom, you really need to get some help." Mm-hmm. Um, she comes from Southern Ontario, Scots background. Oh, so yeah. Um, if you can squeeze a penny tight, you squeeze the penny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, we've done very well.
2: Salt of the earth. Salt of the earth. Strong, yeah. strong people. But no. The, I, again, your mother is 96 years old, Sandy. You're 67. Again, there's some new concepts, new phenomena taking place right in front of our eyes, which makes the job that we have, and specifically Jack and I, that much more relevant. 96 is a long time to be around for. And especially if your mother retired at the traditional 65, which I think is no longer the case because you're 67, you're very, very engaged in your job. But this gets down to, you, you use the keyword compounding. And- We always speak about how the education system isn't educating us properly about money. And I continuously am behooved by that concept because I don't think money is really complicated. You need to do a few things. I'm really on this new mantra and I'm going to continue to pound the table on a couple of things. Number one, to compound money, Sandy, what's the most important factor in compounding?
1: Understand the law of small numbers. And this is off the... the, the answer
2: I was looking for is time.
1: Yeah. Uh, no, time. I, mean, I know you're,
2: I, you're a smart guy. You're, you're going third I'm derivative. You're going gi- third derivative, if you're I'm, honest. I'm right. going to give you the time. Because I, I like the small number. I know we're going small numbers, dude. i got a $5 a day plan um, for our audience. Again, it's so power of small numbers. Then again, sorry to interrupt you. If you start mooching off your parents at the age of 15, $5 a day, and you do that to age 55, three-quarters of a million dollars if you invest in the TSX. That's not, assuming,
0: not, I would say that's assuming you don't uh, spend it, right? As a 15-year-old, you mooch for... <laughs> you know you go to get a, a new toy you go and get a candy whatever you get Yeah, you got to actually invest it but That's but important.
2: so we, i want all of our listeners to compound and sandy you're 67 you've obviously helped your mother compound her wealth and and people of europe who came to this country had to stretch a dollar. and I don't care if they're from Germany, if they're from Italy, if they're from Scotland, if they're from Ireland, they had to stretch a dollar. And they learn how to do the basics. So I do weekly radio show out in Kelowna, and he's calling me Grandpa Jack because I have a headline, Do You Want to Become Rich? To become rich, you must do four simple things. Number one, get out of bed and go to work. Number two, work on your craft and get a raise. Manage your spending, which is difficult in this day and age with such instantaneous gratification around, but manage your spending, increase your saving, and then learn to put the money to work, called investing. Work, spending, saving, investing. If you do those four things for time, i.e. 20, 30 years, you're going to be rich. The power of small numbers, Sandy, I'm glad you use that phrase because I'm trying to tell my children. And, you know... <coughs> We're, did not God did not create all of us equally. So some people have more smarter kids, some people not so smart. <laughs> Point is, I want money and time to do the work for my kids so they don't have to do us. So I'm trying to teach them. Save a little bit now. Leave it alone for 30, 40 years. Those small numbers will become big numbers. Exactly what Sandy McIntyre is alluding to here. Look, Sandy, we're going to commercial break here. Uh, Sandy McIntyre is in the house Uh good golly he must have 50 years of experience on wall street these are the type of guys we need to listen to because they've seen this movie before and this is radio hi-fi radio i'm wolfgang Klein, jack hartle coast of the show global news radio 640 in toronto
1: money. let's take a break but after wolf and jack will continue their in-depth discussion about money you're listening to hi-fi radio from global news radio 640 toronto
2: Good morning. How you feeling? Wolfgang Klein here, your host. It is a money show. Uh, just trying to help you get your day started. And uh, well, it's the weekend. Why not? Uh, Got a little time to think. Uh, it is September. It's the fall. We tend to make changes at this time of year and all for the better. Uh, so I'm here to help you make a little more money, save a little more money, invest a lot more money. And make a lot more money. Sandy McIntyre is in the studio with us. Sandy uh, has been on Bay Street for almost 50 years. Uh, He's now 67 years old. Got a great piece in front of me. uh, Five reasons you should work for as long as you live. Uh, That's a stretch. But five reasons you should work for as long as you live. Number one, increase financial security. Uh, That's not Sandy's reason for working. Nope. Sandy's a rich man. I know he is. He looks rich. He smells rich. Uh, Yes, Sandy is rich. Uh, But so it's not for financial security. To stay sharp? Now that would help. Beats playing bridge, maybe, or maybe you do both. So yes, you you keep working to stay sharp. I totally can see that. Number three, this is amazing. If you work longer, you will actually live longer. One analysis showing that uh, retiring at age 66 has an 11% lower rate of mortality than those who work until age 65. Uh, number four, and this one's very, very important, and uh, we're going to do our very best to make you feel just like this right now, Sandy, to feel relevant. You're a great guy, Sandy. We love you, Sandy. We thank you for coming to the studio, Sandy. You are relevant, and that's why you're a guest on this show. And finally, to retain some social networks. You and I are becoming friends on this show, Sandy. So a lot of reasons to continue to work. And you're probably, you probably know, woke up this morning hey, I'm going to be on the radio with Wolf and Jack. It's going to be fun, right? You're Always living- fun. Yeah. So uh, good for you. Reasons to continue to work. Um, it is September uh, Sandy, it's been a pretty volatile week in the uh, markets, I must say. And again, I don't want to confuse the audience too much because, again, I don't think the audience should focus too much on the day to day stuff that you and I focus on and Jack focus on. But this was a pretty uh, incredible week because the markets continued to move higher, yet there was a big shift uh in assets uh anything that was expensive these tech names software stocks health sciences names uh, companies that didn't make money but traded at a multiple to sales got absolutely annihilated and the old beaten down names energy u.s banks uh what else got a bid this week guys um from this rotation well, energy turned, actually got a bid e- up energy energy Canada. u.s was banks yeah what else yeah. Basically, that was, it was basically but shift all, from all growth the to value. To,
0: all the stuff that hasn't worked this year started to work. Yes. on Monday, Tuesday, yep. and everything that's been doing exceptionally well. All the momentum trades, all the very expensive stuff um, that people have been relying on for for returns this year, basically took a, a significant rotation and went down.
2: So, Sandy, again, you, what do you make of this week's action uh, to the tape?
1: Um, I'm of the view that somebody got a margin call. They were long momentum stocks. They were short value and the trade started to break about eight, eight to 10 days ago.
2: I felt it last week. It's funny you say eight to 10 days. I felt it about four to five days ago. I could, I could sense something was going on. The, yeah. the,
1: there's an index that I follow that is long momentum and short, the short momentum yep. that in, index started to break on the 27th of, of August by about eight days ago, it was down close to 10%, and that would say to me that you're starting to get calls for capital if you're playing this using derivatives, and everyone's using derivatives these days. Um, It really started to break on Monday, and the waterfall decline on the opening on Monday, that's the margin clerk selling, and it was margin clerk selling the longs and buying back the shorts. Yeah, interesting, well, interesting. Funny so, you so that, say that? That's why I, had, we were
0: actually talking to our oil analyst just this week, and he said the exact same thing. I said, "Is this a, is this a trend change for the energy sector in Canada?" Because we saw it, and he said, "There's really not that much interest in it right now." What I feel is the shorts are covering, meaning people that have to buy back the stock are buying, and they're getting really squeezed right now.
2: And, and, and so, our, our uh, software strategist or software analyst Rick Davis uh, phrased it that the Tourists. Yeah. Were leaving, the momentum tourists the momentum tourists were leaving and the algos were getting on top of it. Yes. Yeah. And so that it, just different so ways I, of phrasing the I, same thing.
1: I, I wouldn't say that this is a rotation. I would say that this is a winding down of a trade that got badly offside. A
2: trade. So do you think it was like basically one group or was it a series of hedge funds that got the same margin
1: call? Um everyone seems to run in herds, so I would imagine that somebody who was using this long momentum strategy mm-hmm. is not alone and is using the short momentum strategy as the other side of the trade is not alone and when it starts to break the risk managers at the various custodians or hedge funds are going to come to the portfolio managers and say you are covering so right then, and then the second
0: the-, the second part of that is the algos that you said so the computers pick up on that and then they selling begets more selling and yep. then the momentum picks up and then it actually cascades down or upwards if it's in the stu- In the case of the value stock started,
1: started to stabilize yesterday yes it did and i haven't looked at it today but i wouldn't be surprised to see a little bit of reversal today which means the margin clerk is out of the market, is, is out
2: of the market. so sandy let's, let's take this back home because this is very very important um again canadians are not underfinanced because of the volatility of the stock market. They're underfinanced because of the basics I keep going back to. Um, I want people to stick to the basics. But if you want to get cute and get fan- like in these e- e- recurring periods of volatility, what do you believe, Sandy McIntyre, the average Canadian should do?
1: Buy the structures of everyday life. The, buy the stuff that you spend money on that is primarily non-discretionary. I spend money on car insurance. I should have exposure on the other side to a business that provides me with car insurance. I spend money on food. I spend money on heating my house. I spend money on gasoline for my vehicle. You know where I'm going with this.
2: I just bought. I'm going to get a generator for my house, and I just bought the Generac stock. Um, I'm going to cooking school. This, folks, I'm going to help you here because I'm going to become chef. Wolfgang, it'll be yes. Wolfgang puck. Wolfgang stock. Maybe I don't know. Or Wolfgang jack. I don't know. Wolf mango. I might do a restaurant one day. My wife says, "Don't you dare do a restaurant." But um, it's incredible how much money you can save if you cook your own food. So I'm gonna probably begin bringing recipes to save you money because I want you to save money and I want you to save money early. So if you're going, if you're going off to university, you're going to start with some crap dinners. If I give you a few recipes to avoid you from using Uber Eats and save you ten or fifteen bucks a day. I can make you rich just by doing that. Oh, yes, it's important to eat well, and uh, yes, you spend a lot of money on food. I think the average Canadian spends $12,000 a year on food, and I'm sure Urbanites, I'm sure Sandy spends a little more. Uh, I might make reference, Sandy, of course, to your physique and make reference that you're a, a man who probably you to find restaurants, and why not? You got yourself a few shekels. Uh, this is Hi-Fi Radio. It's a show about money. We're here to have fun, but more importantly, we're here to help you um, hang on to your shekels and... Hopefully have those shuckles grow. Uh, and if not shuckles, maybe Libre, Jack. Uh, it's Hi-Fi Radio. It's a great show to, to be here. I want to thank you for joining us. Uh, we will be right back after this sponsored message.
1: Money. Let's take a break. But after, Wolf and Jack will continue their in-depth discussion about money. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. I remember every little thing As if it happened only yesterday Parkin'
2: by the lake And there was not another car inside Welcome back to the show Rev up your engines, my good folks uh, it's Wolfgang Klein it's Hi-Fi Radio uh, it's a show about making money um, slow steady Eddie okay no speeders uh, you may have the odd speeder stock in fact it's funny those uh, those momentum stocks uh, Sandy that got uh, crushed recently uh, uh, Richard Davis our tech analyst calls them the speeders and that's exactly what they did till they hit a bit of a wall uh, I gave you that song Sandy McIntyre Chief Investment Officer at CI Investments uh, I gave you that song because you are a car guy um Would you buy a GM or Ford or Toyota in here? Or Tesla? Are you talking about the stock
1: or the the product? No, I'm talking about the stock. Ford bonds just got downgraded. Um,
2: What's the yield on them now?
1: I don't don't follow the yields. Um, I look at the stocks and the auto cycle is on a downward phase. Mm -hmm. Um, Very cyclical businesses. and we're going through a major product transition, mm-hmm. which we are not sure what the other side will be.
2: We—I uh, was just at the growth conference, and again, I, I, I set all this up for you because uh, the uh, Canaccord does an annual growth conference in Boston. Have you ever attended that conference? No, I haven't. You should go to come come next year, you, Sandy. You'd love it. You know why? You can rub shoulders with and gets me excited. Peter Lynch. Oh, cool. So exactly what you were speaking about. In terms of how to invest, invest sort of what you consume. Uh, Peter Lynch, basically, as you know, one up on Wall Street Gentlemen um, uh, used to pay attention to his teenagers, walk to the mall, and see what the kids were buying to get some ideas as to what's going to take place tomorrow. At the growth conference as well, this year, Sandy, Tesla was there. And the uh, uh, the evolution of transportation, there was a whole day on the evolution of transportation. Very, very fascinating. And, and there is a lot of change going on. And so when, when they spoke about Tesla, um, uh, Uh, Our analyst, um, Jed Dorsheimer, got up and he said, you know, it's funny because when you look at the manufacturing of a Tesla, when you actually look at a Tesla, very little of that car is similar to a combustible. Yes, it has four wheels and it has a braking system, but beyond that, it is a very different vehicle. And And it's funny, but the one thing about it is it it has no dashboard. My point is it doesn't have a dashboard anyway. I gave you Paradise by the Dashboard Lights. That song wouldn't work in that car. There's no dashboard. There's a computer screen in the middle of the car. Kind of weird.
1: Now, the big problem with Tesla as a stock is they're not a very good manufacturer. Reliability of the vehicles has been suspect, and the ability to deliver has been suspect. The quality has been suspect? The quality has been suspect. Reliability? You, If if you have a problem, it's not packing your hands in a day. It takes time. Uh-huh. Um,
2: that would be very inconvenient.
1: Now- uh, Volkswagen is intending to have a either a hybrid or an E V in every category by twenty five.
2: Sorry, and speaking of Volkswagen, Jack, what did you just pick up on yesterday that they did a deal with Microsoft's Azure Azure for cloud? Yeah, for, yeah, for, for cloud, cloud. That's for cloud. cloud yeah. Uh, that's, what these, cars that's,
0: and cloud. Say, that's what these automotive companies are gonna be you, now. They're not industrial companies anymore. They're, they're technolo- gonna be the software tech, technology unbelievable.
1: companies. You you, you need Cloud. If you're going to have autonomous vehicles running on the l- latest what is it, G5 but, but, cellular. So
2: this is cool. You'll like this, Andy. So, again, at the Boston Conference, they're speaking about the 5G network. And, again, if you have autonomous driving, it has to work and has to be reliable. And those cell towers require power. And if you get a storm and knock some towers down, cars are going off the road. Generac is going to back up many of those towers. Another reason why I bought that stock. I'm talking in my book.
0: Right. Full disclosure, well, I, I again, the they call it hardening, hardening of the telecom infrastructure. Yeah. And that, that's part of the Generac.
1: Now, now if, you, if you want a hot hardening of the uh, telecom infrastructure, it's an American tower, and uh, it trades at a really discount multiple of around 75 we used, times oh, yeah, no,
2: Jack and I bought the stock, and uh, the valuation got, got stretched, so we sold yeah. it, and the stock kept going higher. Uh, well, so yeah, so
1: talk about what do it you think it broke? Of it broke on Monday,
2: did to, to the upside,
1: to the downside, to the downside, right? Correct. It was one of the hot
0: stocks.
2: Yes, that got one of the momentum. I mean, that got crushed.
0: It, it, was, was, it was. I say it was a real estate stock that turned into a momentum stock. It was people were originally buying it for income. because yeah. that's what it is. Right, it pays a nice dividend, but at some point it got to such a valuation that the dividend was I don't know like one or two percent or something like that. So again, that. again, and the valuation was egregious for the type of business that it was.
2: And again, if you don't understand American Tower, folks, just drive through Toronto, look on top of any building, and you'll see a bunch of towers uh, and so that roof has been leased out to a company perhaps it was crown castle which is the other company or american tower and they lease that roof for 20 30 years put some towers on it and then sell that back to the telecom companies and with 5g coming our way of course that's, that's helped build the story as to why the stock can get stretched but do you like the do you think it's a viable stock to buy at these levels sandy
1: um, no, I don't like the valuation, and I don't see what the barriers are to entry. You
2: don't? Do you, there's only so much real estate, isn't there? Some rooftops. There's or, lots is, of Is root. there a lot of that? Lots I didn't. Of, again, in Boston, I didn't see very many towers either. But it's ironic. I drive through uh, uh, Blur West Village and on top of churches even, right? Yeah, they put cell towers. Is, eh? you, you will I, saw, I saw grain silos out in uh, in uh, rural Ontario. Grain silo, an old silo in the middle of a field, and they put a few towers on top of it. Well, they want a bit of hike, get over the trees. Whatever it takes, it's
0: a lecture yield for the farmer.
2: <laughs> Why not? We have Sandy McIntyre in the studio. Uh, he is the chief investment strategist with a CI Investments, a veteran on the street. Um, these are the type of people we need to listen to because, uh, well. Uh If you can learn from someone else's mistakes, you can avoid making the same mistake yourself. And In the world of investing, there are such derivatives, uh, cousins and sisters and brothers of mistakes. So we need to learn, and it's fun. Uh, It's Hi-Fi Radio, Global News Radio Network, 640 in Toronto. More of this show right after this. Welcome back to the show about money. It's Hi-Fi Radio, and I'm Wolfgang Klein, your host, Jack Hartle, co-host of the show. And we have Sandy McIntyre in studio. He queued up that song for us. Sandy, why that song?
1: Well, we used to go on road trips with the kids, and I had a... Six pack CD player in the back of the Volvo. You got me
2: scared. He said six pack. <laughs> that,
1: that was my dad's move. Are you kidding me? And I would load it up with.
2: Window shut. Smoke in your hand. With uh, Pink Floyd, <laughs> hey.
1: Led Zeppelin, Rolling Stones, and so forth. And the kids at the time—they're millennials—so they grew up on rap, and they didn't—they didn't like dad's music. But the, the real reason I keyed it up is the six pack or the six-pack is an obsolete technology. Now, it was a pioneer 6 packs. So I
2: remember those very, very well.
1: The CD is an obsolete technology. Um, when you're investing, you've got to make sure that what you're investing in has a road to the future. Um, the um, BEA, Bureau of Economic Analysis, did a study earlier this year looking at the growth of the digital economy versus the total economy Mm -hmm. and when I went and looked at the data digital economies never had a recession the real economy has had two serious recessions over the life of the study so what is the period of that study 97 to 17 Mm -hmm. and the old economy not only had two recessions there are parts of the old economy that were around in 97 that are not viable today. Mm -hmm. I'll give you an example of um, air quality in Toronto. In 2005, we had something like 50 bad air days. Primary generation in the Ohio Valley was coal-fired electricity, and we had Lakeshore and a couple other coal plants in Ontario. We took out the Ontario coal plants And in 2012, we still had 30 bad air days. It's coming from Ohio Valley. You discovered in the early doubles in the early teens, um, shale gas in the Marsalis. And the natural gas, which was found using new drilling technology, new exploitation technology, made the coal obsolete. They've shut down... I think nine coal-fired plants in Ohio on economics. They've gone bankrupt. And um, they're in the process of converting or have converted another 20-odd plants. This is, this is a secular trend. So you don't want to be investing in stranded, as- stranded assets. Um, you go buy yourself a utility ETF, and you're getting a basket of probably new economy generation an old economy generation. I don't want the old economy generation.
2: You know, it's a fascinating conversation. It's just any two questions for you. Number one, air quality did did it get improved?
1: Zero bad air days last year.
2: So wonderful, isn't that fantastic? That's actually we're very making incredible. we're making progress. So, so here's one for you. We we had a client who is involved in solar, the solar business, which is sort of still an unprofitable industry. It's I a, think. It's a, well, it's a subsidized we're,
0: industry, but, right? Uh, so the, uh, the, the uh, government is required to to put up funds to make it viable correct so and the uh, farmers
1: love it because they put the solar cells on their fields this is where so they to go, but this is and, what I want to yeah. get
2: to here so again in, in driving up through um the Cannington air uh, Cannington way uh what, what's that district called uh, Georgina, town of Georgina, cannington um yeah Durham uh, yeah. Dur- Durham region uh, I've seen I guess now I think three uh, solar farms and uh the, the math is very interesting because I, I asked my friend I said because there's a house on these farms, often someone lives on the farm, and I said, "Well, that's interesting." That this owner of a land turned his 50 acres, or 25 acres, a 30 acre parcel into a solar. He said, "No, he didn't do it. Someone came up; they offered him a leasing rights for the property. They did the install." And then they sell it to a pension fund. So I said, ultimately, said, perhaps Manulife now owns the asset. Someone built it, developed it, and then got up and running, tied it to the grid, got the purchase power agreement in place, and then sell it as a predictable income stream. And it's
1: securitization that's been going on for years.
2: It's a, it's a very fascinating business model. So you if, you, if you're not, uh, I guess, farming corn anymore and you don't want to run the tractor, if you don't mind looking at a bunch of panels behind you,
0: yeah, so that's what I was saying. You got the towers and you got the panels. You're good.
2: It, it's incredible. It, it really, really is, uh, and it but obviously it, does work. You're seeing a few wind, uh, a few more wind. Uh, but it is a natural, towers as well. It's a natural progression, district.
0: though. You go from coal, which is very dirty, to natural gas, and then ultimately to renewables. But like you said, they're not really profitable at these levels, but they do require subsidized from the government, but we're getting there. It's, it's improving.
2: But you're a car guy, Sandy. And again, Jack just called uh, Calgary yesterday because when we want to learn about oil, we call Calgary. We have a couple analysts out in Calgary. It's very beneficial to us to speak to boots on the ground. And uh, I go back to, once again, you know, with all this electrification of vehicles and with solar and with wind, uh, etc., uh, consumption of oil barrels per day on the planet is now eclipsed 100 million barrels a day.
1: And it's still growing. And it's increasing and it's 1.5% a growing. year. Yeah.
2: It's unbelievable. So technically speaking, what, we're 2019. By 2029, we will probably consume 115 barrels a day, 15% more than we are consuming today. Can the world pump out 15% more barrels?
1: We were dealing, We, if, if we were having this conversation in 2007, 2008, we would have been talking about peak oil. Yes, we would have been. But technology has gone and changed drilling technology, seismic technology, and production technology to make formations that were known, but not viable, productive formations. Yeah. The Marcellus shale has been known for generations, but you couldn't produce from the shale. Uh-huh. Technology has made it a viable source well, of energy. Yeah, in terms
2: interest of time, what's the reserve uh, life of the Marcellus?
1: I don't know what the reserve life is. I do know that the decline rate on the wells are in the order of 35% annually. That's, very, that's, that's high. That's high. But the, because shale is a plastic rock, the decline rates are because it's closing. And you, you can go back into the well bores in some of these shales And refract the existing well bore. And there have companies that are talking about octofracks, decafracks. You refract the same bore eight times, 10 times. This is manufacturing. Hydrocarbons, as opposed to exploring for hydrocarbons.
2: That's brilliant, Sandy. You got a great mind, man. I can't uh, thank you enough for joining us on High Fire Radio. Uh, may you work for another fifteen or twenty years, my good friend, uh, Sandy McIntyre, joining us today, uh, Chief Investment—excuse me, Chief S- Investment Strategist. Right? G- 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 help me, please. Help yeah, me. I'm
1: I'm inv- inv- investment strategist for CI Investments. My job actually is working with our young people, helping to educate them.
2: Very good. It's all about helping the youth, my good friends. I'll be sleeping on the streets, by the way, of Toronto for Covenant House. Uh, I'll be talking more about that, but I'm expecting some of you to make some donations uh, to help the less privileged. I'll be cold in November, sleeping on the streets to help those who have virtually nothing and, but about a bunch of fear. Yep, it's i fi Radio, Wolfgang Klein, your host, Jack Hurdle, in for the cause. Once again, thank you very much, Sandy McIntyre. More of the show right after this. Good morning, and welcome back to the show about money. It's Hi-Fi Radio. I am Wolfgang Klein, your host. Thank you, David Bowie, for that. What a great song, Heroes. Um, Well, yes, it's that time of year. It is uh, September. A lot of things happen in September, and uh, we get introspective. We reflect on our children. It's back to school. A lot going on. and so I think part of our responsibility is educate our children obviously, and educate them about money and um, educate them about charity. Charity is an important thing. It's all part of it. It's a responsibility of each Canadian to give uh, beyond what the government uh, demands from us because that's uh, they take. Um, so we have to also give beyond their take. It's painful, but it's what we have to do. Uh, November 21st, Covenant House Sleepout, Executive Sleepout, I will be participating again. I'm not looking forward to In fact, I'm dreading it. I do not want to sleep on the streets, but I have to because too many kids are forced to. And so i got to hopefully raise some money. Not hopefully. I'm going to raise some money. I'm going to raise a lot of money, and I want your help. Uh, please go to the Covenant website. Uh, look me up. Uh, Executive Sleep Out, Covenant House, uh, November 21st. Wolfgang Klein will be there. Uh, hopefully my friend Paul Coffey uh, will be beside me because I'm going to be kind of scared. Kind of spooky.
0: <laughs> not, you, you laugh, Chuck. You spend, you spend, I was I'm jealous. Gonna... You get a sleepover ge- with Paul Coffey, Hall of Famer, All-Star. Raise a bit of dough for a good cause, Jack.
2: I don't wake up in the morning looking forward to sleeping with Paul Cotton. i am just saying.
0: you've done something I haven't in hockey, Wolf.
2: Well, thank you for that. Uh, more importantly, I'm trying to do something for the kids. It's it's, yep. it's you know, you, well, you and I walked over here and we 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 saw that very disturbed teenager uh, who, who had no direction, and I think he was flaked out on on crystal meth. I really do. It's, it's sad. I've seen that like, that kid before on the street. Um, that could be anyone's kid. That could be my kid. Um, so the, we need to help. Uh, mental illness is a serious, serious consideration in all of this. Um, bad luck, bad circumstances. And, you know, the, the one that really is amazing is is when bad things happen to good people. And it happens all the time. It doesn't matter. We can't pass judgment. We have to help. We have to do something. Uh, Brett, so.
0: Brett, Brett Wilson had a really good uh, phrase on our uh, show last year, around Christmas time, because he did a charity segment then. And he said... Uh, Give, give something that's meaningful to you because it's what's meaningful to you is different than what's meaningful to someone else just based on resources. And then he also said it's your responsibility to do that, but then also just give a bit more. Give a bit more. Give a little
2: bit more. No, a little bit more just to make it significant, make it meaningful, as Jack said. So um, that's what it's all about. We have to give. And as we get older, we get a little little more socially conscious, hopefully. so very very Well, I would
0: say you also have resources to give as well, give more. But the the, the meaningful point is is very important because, like I said, everyone has different resources. Everyone, you know, um, if you give $5 and, and that's meaningful to you, that's important. That's great. Yeah. but if you have more resources, obviously you, 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 it's your responsibility to do more.
2: Well, like, so I got a call from the feder- from the feds, um, but it was a real one. it wasn't that Ottawa uh, Revenue Canada phone call. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so yeah, this was legit, and they asked me, they invited me in to speak to uh, uh, civil servants uh, who work for the federal government because the federal government is launching its charitable campaign. It's a United Way campaign, and uh, they are encouraging all of their staff. and I, did, I think the number is Jack. I think there's two hundred thousand. You're like this. There's two hundred thousand, I believe. Federal employees in Canada, okay. um, and so they are all to support the United Way campaign. So I have to do a, uh, a motivational speak uh, over on Toronto Street, or young, 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 and uh, sorry, young and uh, young and King, in a couple of days. I have to motivate a boardroom of uh, civil servants who are becoming lawyers and, and accountants, and. Uh, uh, administrators, I guess, and uh, have them take some money off their pay and donate it to the United Way. And uh, uh, good enough, my friend uh, from Covenant House, Christina, will also be there speaking to these. Stuff. So, uh, Well, a lot, I, a lot I, I of that is I,
0: exactly I, what Sandy McIntyre was talking about. He's talking about educating kids uh, about finances, Uh, educating people about the the benefits of charitable giving, not only the social benefits, but there's also incentives, there's tax benefits too. So there's a lot to cover uh, in that speak. Uh, I'm sure you're going to have in that presentation.
2: I think they want me to basically motivate. I have to cheer them up, get them excited and uh, get them to dig deep. And uh, well, that's going to be tricky to do. Uh, Look, it's Hi-Fi Radio. Uh, I'm going to pay some bills around here and come back and finish up the show and hopefully give you a few more ideas to help you with your pocketbook and your bank account and your investment account. Uh, We're here for you. Uh, Jack Hartle, of course, uh, right by my side. I am Wolfgang Klein, Portfolio Manager. By the way, if you have any questions, you can always contact Jack and I. We're we're, we're very, very, uh, shall I say, open door policy. Happy to help out any question. No question is too small and also no question is too big. You have a big question, you can ask us too because we have resources uh, far beyond the scope of most out there, I shall say. And it's a pleasure to be able to extend our network to each and every one of you. Uh, Please stay tuned. Hi-Fi Radio, Global News Radio Network, 640 in Toronto. More of it right after this. Oga Oga. Welcome back. It is Hi-Fi Radio. Yes, your money for nothing. I'm not going to say the other part. That wouldn't be politically correct. But your money for nothing. Uh, it's incredible. If you go to Europe, interest rates continue to fall, but they fall beneath the surface to negative yield status. That's uh, getting nothing for your money. Well, that that not, is getting nothing, not, for nothing. Yeah. No, 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 nothing for your nothing. Nothing money for your <laughs> nothing. Nothing for your money, not <laughs> so money I for nothing. Need a coffee! I need a coffee. Uh, yes, money for nothing. It's incredible. Negative interest rates. Um, wow. Wow. Uh, Look, what are you supposed to do? Uh, I go back to stick to a long-term plan. I can't stress that point enough. Um, You know, Jack and I are all about building wealth for you, uh, with you. Uh, We're here for the long haul with you. It's a long-term process. Uh, And ultimately, if you want to build wealth, you've got to take on some risk. You take on risk if you start early. Uh, But I repeat, don't rely on the government to take care of you. Don't rely on your boss or your employer to take care of you. Be good to your employer and your boss, and they hopefully will take care of you. They should take care of you. If not, you take care of yourself and move on. Uh, But you have to, once again, rely on yourself. And this is September. We're all getting serious again about school and about education and about our careers and our children, et cetera. They have to be able to stand on their own two feet, and we have to help them do that. But you can do it. Um, And I repeat, when you begin working, you must begin saving. Um, You know, our our, our star pupil uh, is, of course, also our producer here, uh, Brittany. Um, Are you still a sprung? Yes, technically. Technically a sprung. Brittany's sprung, but she sprung the coop and got married. Uh, Congratulations on that. Uh, Mm -hmm. How long has it been? You honeymooner? Uh,
0: Probably like four and a half months.
2: Um, So uh, Brittany is a very, very hardworking lady. We call her Brittany the Butcher because she has two jobs. She works, of course, producing this um, uh, fantastic uh, show about money on the global news radio network. Um, so thank you for your production work. E can, H and each every week I need a coffee mm-hmm. jug. <laughs> and I'm in radio. Uh, yes, indeed. Actually, I'm not. There's a hobby of mine, I should say. But um, she, Brittany said to us, yes, I just got myself a third job. She is a butcher. She is a producer. And now she has her third job. Um, you said what? Uh,
0: it's like nannying and house cleaning. Three jobs. Yeah. Uh, so so Brittany's not getting her money for nothing. She's working for it. Brittany's, she's she's doing that first point that you talk about. But she's wolf. A she is working hard. Yes, for her money. She yeah. is working hard for her money. But so three jobs. The I, next I, the I next respect. step of that wolf is spend less, which I think Brittany's doing. Yep, trying to do. What, that <laughs> meaning hard. that she's meaning that she's saving, also yep. paying down debt, which is a key tenant to, to building wealth. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. And then now you have to start looking at investing. So I asked and if, Wolfgang, Wolfgang's talk about uh, taking risk. And that's short-term risk, the day-to-day volatility short-term risk. But if you look at it and educate yourself, the long-term risk is underperforming and not actually investing.
2: Jack is right about that. Uh, you make a very valid point to... Uh if you don't take risk, you are, in fact, taking very high risk that long-term you will not have enough money. That, too, is risk. There's multiple risks out there, not just risk of, gee, your stock or investment falling in, in, in yeah, short order. The fact order.
0: that you know when you're 55 years old, you start actually planning for your retirement, that's a huge risk because people… It's too late. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't have the time. You don't have the power of small numbers, which is a, an interesting phrase that Sandy introduced to us. Yeah. And we've been talking about it for a long time. Mm-hmm. But uh, you really have the opportunity to underachieve if you plan late. I, I want to,
2: so, so, Brittany, I said to her, she said, I got three jobs. I said, okay, are you saving money? She knows I'm always on that. She said, yes, I am, but I'm I'm saving money to pay off my debt. I said, okay, you got to do that. Get to a point of neutrality, and then you can begin saving. Um, and I repeat. So, I said, Brittany, how old are you? She said, I'm 25, which is fine. You still have what you need to make it work without you having to work so hard. That is time. I repeat this number. You say, Brittany, $5 a day. I want you to save a lot more than that, all right? So, this is nonsense. My kid can do this. But a homeless person can do this. I repeat, $5 a day, beginning at, at the age 25, it compounds to $721,701, call it 720, by the age of 65 at a 9% return. How do you get a 9% return? You buy blue chip quality companies. You can buy, buy some Royal Bank, you buy some Bell, buy some course maybe. Together, a, a basket of stocks or some, et- you'll do it over 40 years. That's that's historically. What you do. Look, a hundred dollars, excuse me, a thousand dollars a month, Brittany. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you start in two years, i.e., excuse me, start right now. Uh, basically, Brittany, a thousand bucks a month, three and a half million dollars. That'd be nice. That's 12 grand a year. <laughs> yeah. Look at the smile on your face when nice. I said that, three and a half mil.
0: I definitely have to come see you guys. It's just, I want to pay off the debt. And then after that, it's, I think a lot of people feel the way I feel. I'm very overwhelmed, which is why I'm trying to work myself to death. But then it's also kind of scary to be like, here's all my money. I trust you. To make the right decisions. Okay, so again. well, I'd say it is earned trust that we've that we've developed, obviously, with yep. our clients, and that's through a long-term track record of, yep. of good performance. So,
2: so let, let's let's say look, you you work in the meat department. My mother actually worked in the meat department. She worked so hard for thirty years, it makes me cry. I think how oh, hard my mom worked wrapping meat um, for the sake of her family. Uh, but you did it. And uh, you work in a meat department. Sebastian, my son's working in a meat department. Uh, good, good on him. Job. I said, Sebastian, you got to get yourself a job. So he actually, at the age of 17, he, he he went up the street. He filled an application. He had the interview. He got himself a job. And I, I tip my hat to him. He's saved money all summer. I said, Sebastian, whatever you save, if you hand it over to Jack and I,
1: mm-hmm.
2: we will match it. I can't say that to you, Brittany. But yeah. for him, I said, we, we match it. <laughs> I said, if you give me $2,000, or don't give me anything. If you put $2,000 into your investment account, Sebastian... I will give you another two thousand. So I guarantee I will double your money for instantaneously. But he, he can't part with that money. I know. So That's it's, the it's, biggest roadblock. So, so, so the money's now sitting in his bank account, Jack. Jack's con- confused too, as am I. <laughs> but the money's sitting in his bank account. And we said, But don't worry about it, Sebastian, because you said to us all your money. He works every week. I said, Sebastian, you're gonna keep making more money. So I go back now to you, Brittany. If you were to hand over to Jack and I your five or ten thousand dollars once you're out of debt. It's not all your money. You're going to keep working and you're going to keep making more money. Um, Three jobs, kid. There's a millennial. I got to tip my hat to you. Uh, You're going to be just fine, but stick to a plan, stick to a process, Brittany. And you know something? million dollars in your eyes, my good friend. Time is all it takes. All right, I want to wish you all a great weekend, Jack. As always, thank you very much for your participation in this show. Uh, we're here for you, my good friends. Please, anytime you have any questions, if anything's on your mind about money, call Jack and I. We'll be happy to help you out. Uh, you have yourself a great weekend, and we will speak with you next weekend.